to discuss the real issues affecting Australia and New Zealand, this is Trad Tasman Talk, jointly produced by the Unshackled.net and the Mr. Barry, Mr. Barry Show. Now here are Tim Wilms and Stephen Barry, live from Melbourne. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Trad Tasman Talk after a fortnight's absence, which uh, this time it was uh, myself. I'm Tim Wilms, Editor-in-Chief of The Unshackled here in Melbourne, Victoria, where it is 6 p.m. I was uh, sick with a winter bug last week, uh, so the uh, the show uh, had a week hiatus, uh, but uh, we are back on this uh, Friday, the 29th of July, 2022. And I'm Stephen Berry, and I don't actually do fuck all anymore now, um, but uh, it's great that they, that Tim still lets me on his show. Well, we're streaming to, when you're on the show, uh, both the Unshackled and Mr. Berry, Mr. Berry YouTube channel, but there's nothing there anymore. No, uh, Mr. Berry, Mr. Berry show has been put to bed after two years, uh, two very wonderful years, but um, unfortunately I uh, need to move on and, um, well, just leave it at that. Uh, now, uh, we are, because when you've been on, uh, we've had to start at uh, 7 p.m. when you're on, but uh, going forward every week, it's going to be uh, 6 p.m. Uh, Melbourne time, 8 p.m. Auckland time, uh, every Friday night. So uh, regardless of whether I'm co-hosting with you or, or do I? Yeah, yeah, the... the uh... The Friday interruption no longer exists, much like the Mr. Berry, Mr. Berry show. <laughs> uh, hello to uh, the people in the live chat. Uh, everyone's slowly uh, trickling in. We were a few minutes late uh, because of some last-minute technical hitches, even though we, like the, we got online about half an hour beforehand. <laughs> yeah, we were still late. Everything was fine right up until the last minute. Oh, I blame you because you've got one of those ridiculous setups where, like, you know, if a chord's wrong, the, the whole thing's messed up. I blame you because I, I fucked around with it because of you. Well, I didn't tell you to fuck around with it. <laughs> I would have told you if it was, like, a thing on your end. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're really good at taking res personal responsibility, aren't we, for um, right-wing talk show hosts? Well, we we are we are admitting to 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 what went wrong, or well, it, there's always something that's sort of hitch or or something. But let's not dwell on that because uh, there's two weeks of news to to catch up on, and uh, we start with the ever. Hey, hey, hang on now. I can hear myself echo. What's that? Okay, well, that's definitely your fault. No, no, it's your fault. What would it be echoing on my end? I don't know. It's definitely interference on your end. Um, I've got echo cancellation here and have done nothing different. 
It wasn't echoing when we first started, was it? No, it wasn't. All right, we'll proceed because yes, yep. as I was going yep, to say, it's only uncomfortable for you. Uh, two two weeks of news to to catch up on, and we've got uh, the ever expanding uh, health report. Uh, so why don't we, we start with the well the the original uh, pandemic, uh, which is uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, so we're in the middle, both Australia and New Zealand, of this uh, Omicron BA5 wave. Uh, so where we're reflattening the curve uh, again. And so uh, we've been told, even though in Australia, even though um, there haven't been any new mandates to uh, mask up and uh, get uh, more vaccines, your third or fourth, whatever you're up to uh, for your age group. And it's interesting that um, New Zealand's decided to reassess the way that it measures its uh, COVID deaths. Mm. Um, I suspect it probably has a lot to do with Jacinda Ardern and the Labour Party's um, consist very, very slowly, but all going in the same direction, sliding polling numbers. Um, this is the uh, government that was elected in... 2020 with 50.1% of the votes, something that's never been done before under MMP and something that's never actually been done in New Zealand since 1951. Uh, but now she is polled, uh, her party's polling in the early 30s. Um, my poll of polls is showing a marginal national act victory. And uh, I guess you've got to find some way to show that their COVID strategies worked. So why not um, reassess how COVID deaths are measured, which has um, managed to drop the death tally by a third, even yes. though probably around a dozen people are dying a day with COVID. Uh, so I guess that means that uh, because it uh, went viral around the, the world, uh, the guy that was shot dead uh, in his driveway and his corpse tested positive for COVID-19 and he was counted towards the official COVID tally. I have a feeling that uh, he's probably not going to be in those uh, revised numbers. <laughs> As so we had how Australian uh, Bureau of Statistics uh, just today, they uh, released a COVID-19 uh, mortality in Australia update uh, registered until 30th of June. Uh, so of the 8,219 deaths where people died uh, with or from COVID, uh, so they, they concluded the underlying cause of death for 7,000 and 57, around 86% was COVID-19. There were further uh, 1,162 people who died of other causes, e.g. cancer, but COVID-19 contributed to their death. Chronic cardiac conditions were the most common pre-existing chronic condition for those who had COVID-19 certified as the underlying cause of death. And it goes into uh, a lot of a lot of detail here uh, about the breakdown of the the various classifications here. But uh, the 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 ABS uh, 
still uh, they're, they're still saying that uh, most of the people uh, died uh, from COVID rather than with. But uh, if you look at uh, COVID uh, COVID deaths registered by uh, age, uh, or particularly by age, um, it's interesting that by sex there's still only two two sexes here. Uh, so <laughs> as you can see, uh, uh, those in their seventies, eighties, and nineties. Uh, overwhelmingly uh, those dying with or, or from uh, COVID. Um, uh, I guess it's a little interesting that um, those in the 90 plus group are mainly females dying, but that's probably because most males are already dead of other causes by then. And so it has most commonly certified acute disease outcomes of COVID-19. And so pneumonia, uh, nearly two thirds, respiratory failure, fourteen percent. Other infections, ten percent. And so, pre-existing chronic conditions were reported on death certificates for seventy-six uh, percent of deaths due to COVID nineteen deaths. Because no, I would be... have thought that dementia would be a contributor, but I guess you do eventually um, forget to breathe. A, a DJ uh, Chimera says, "Good things we put the the tape around uh, playgrounds." Then, yes, exactly. Uh, we had, yep, uh, and that's the reason why there's only been like a handful of deaths amongst those zero to thirty nine. <laughs> Well, there was quite a a big, uh, what is it? Uh, It was big news that in Queensland, what is it? A toddler died with with or from COVID. Uh, The COVID caused like a a rare uh, uh, fatal, uh, I think, neurological uh, condition. And so... That obviously was uh, in the rounds in the media, which is which is tragic. Uh, but uh, young young people, uh, they well, overwhelmingly most of them. I have uh, it's COVID nineteen is mild. Uh, influenza and RSV is more deadly uh, to them. Well, clearly it was. Um, it just triggered a pre existing condition. In any case. And it's of course it's tragic, um, but that doesn't mean that playgrounds should be closed forever, uh, which is what I think some people, uh, uh, some of the the COVID zeros uh, hysterics, uh, secretly want uh, deep down to this day. But the 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 daily uh, death uh, figures they're they're quite they're they're quite it's quite difficult to assess assess a, a trend or a breakdown of of them because in victoria today we had 107 new deaths reported which is the highest ever but only two were in the last 24 hours and 105 were in the past month uh due to some sort of data error they just because they we're told that they get uh, covid 19 deaths reported through a number of uh of sources, but uh, it's this is very unusual to just have a whole dump of, of deaths in one day. Yeah, especially this close to a state election. 
Well, they're not going to hide deaths. That would be a scandal. Um, but a majority of Australians now have just accepted that there'll be deaths with and from COVID every day now. And this is why the, the politicians uh, have, have a not uh, reimposed uh, mask mandates, despite all the you know, these experts are saying uh, we we need them because they, they realise that uh, the public have moved on and most people's experience with COVID is a very mild uh, illness. In fact, I wish I had COVID last week uh, rather than what I had that had me beat. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. I won't go into any details. But uh, it's uh, we had our uh, chief health officer here in Victoria, Brett Sutton, uh, emerge. Uh, there, there's been uh, allegations that he's been gagged by the the premier because he's a uh, he has links to to, to COVID uh, zero uh, or sympathies with COVID zero groups. Uh, so he'd been on a month's leave. He emerged. He just had like a, a, a what is it? Just a a shirt and uh, just a, a hoodie jacket on and uh, was all, you know, un unshaven. Uh, so he had a late press conference uh, today. Uh, he's still around uh, after uh, two, 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 and a bit, uh, two and a bit years, uh, but it was uh, Ashley Bloomfield, uh, New Zealand's Director of Public Health, is last week, this week, who advised uh, Jacinta Ardern about... COVID and other other things. She, but though it was a weird relationship because she actually did things like uh, uh, did draconian things that he didn't recommend. Yeah, um, and because he was often in the same uh, press conferences that she was at one pm every weekday from the podium of truth, um, he would often get tarred as being associated with her politically, when, whereas, of course, he's a public servant and completely neutral. Um, but he is, a, he is a wee bit of a national hero amongst New Zealanders, it would appear. I'm not sure why. Um, but um, even though I think, I believe his last day was in the, it was in the middle of this week, um, he still hasn't changed his line on whether... Um, the government did dealt with COVID the right way or anything like that. Um, he still maintains that they did the best they could with the information they had and um, he wouldn't change a thing. And uh, up in, in New South Wales, uh, their Chief Health Officer, Kerry Chant, uh, she's still uh, around. Uh, she's been in the job since 2008. And, uh, of course, she's uh, part of the, the Mask Up uh, push and... Uh, her and uh, other members of uh, New South Wales Health put together a dancing TikTok video of masks. I, I have rapped in a program I did, a Weird Weekends episode about rap. Can you remember any of the rap that you did? My money don't jiggle jiggle, it folds. I like to see you wiggle wiggle, for sure. And make me want to dribble dribble, you know, riding in my beard. You really have to see it. Six feet two in a compact, no slack. But luckily the seats go back, I got a knack to relax in my mind. Red, red one. I'm just confused. Okay. I don't know how the two went together. 
Okay, we probably didn't need to see the the full like uh, uh, body shot of Kerry Chant dancing. That was a, a a really not not a pretty sight. No, that reminds me of the Young Nationals um, TikTok video when um, TikTok just first started becoming a thing. <laughs> Sorry, most of these viewers won't know what it looks like, but it is hor- horrific. Like that. Now, uh, we've had a, another, uh, what is it, research article in uh, the, the Science uh, Journal, uh, which uh, claims it's gone through uh, peer review, uh, that it was the, uh, the, the Wuhan wet market, uh, or the, the, the bat soup after all. And, uh, of course, we'll, we'll never know, but... Uh, oh, come on. What this concludes is that uh, this is where it, it's what it says. The Huan Seafood Wholesale Market in Wuhan, China, was identified as a likely source. And it says, we report uh, that live uh, SARS-CoV-2 susceptible mammals were sold at the market. Within the market, uh, it, SARS-CoV-2 positive environmental samples were spaciously associated with vendors selling live mammals. While there is insufficient evidence to define upstream upstream events and exact circumstances remain uh, obscure. Our analysis indicate that the emergence of SARS-CoV-2 occurred via the wa- uh, live wildlife trade in China and shows the Huan market was the epicenter of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, I was just going through the authors um, while you were reading that out. Um, a few of them are from California, but actually there's quite a spread there. There's um, scientists from Oxford as well as uh, Utah, Arizona. So it's not entirely incredible, um, but uh, I'm still very much convinced that it uh, was a lab experiment gone wrong. Um, I've seen a lot more evidence for that than a single article in a single uh, magazine. Well, as I said, we'll, we'll never know because uh, uh, the Chinese Communist Party covered it up right from the beginning with the assistance of the, the World Health Organization. But as uh, we're learning with the, uh, the re-emergence of these uh, old uh, viruses, such as uh, Marburg uh, virus, uh, where there's been an out- outbreak in, in Ghana, uh, there was two... two uh, Last month, two cases led to two deaths. They found in the last 24 hours two new cases, which one is already dead. That was an, it's the reason it's called Marburg virus is because it leaked from a, a, a laboratory in Marburg, Germany, uh, when they were studying uh, uh, U- Ugandan monkeys. So, monkeypox. No, monkey, it would be monkey Ebola because it's a hemorrhage oh. fever. But, um, yeah, this is like, it's a really, like, uh, horrific type of Ebola. There's no vaccine, no uh, treatment, and uh, by all reports, you die a very painful death. Uh, so it's like what people thought COVID was in the beginning. So basically, you know, you throw up your insides and shit it out as well. <laughs> so yeah, we do, we do hope that, that stays in in Ghana, um, but it's it's natural uh, natural live host is uh, uh, a bats. So bats and monkeys. Uh, this is where uh, where all these uh, these 
viruses are coming from. Oh, and mosquitoes as but well. But it didn't transmit until it was in a lab, am I right? Um, this is where Marburg uh, virus uh, was first, well, when it was discovered and named in the 60s. Right, right. So it came out of a lab. Yeah. But uh, obviously, uh, we'll, keep, uh, we'll keep a watchful eye on, on Ghana. Uh, there's periodical uh, Ebola uh, outbreaks in, in Africa. Uh, Ebola is a, uh, surf, is a, a surface uh, touch, uh, close contact uh, uh, transmission, much like uh, monkeypox, which is now... A, a, a globalist emergency of international uh, concern uh, by a the sexually the transmitted disease you can catch without getting sex. Yes, and uh, we have uh, in Australia our chief medical officer uh, Paul Kelly uh, has declared monkeypox a communicable disease indecent, sorry, incident of national uh, significance, and so. It's, it's, we have uh, 44 uh, cases uh, that have been reported in uh, Australia. Uh, most have been imported from overseas. So the National Indecent Centre, sorry, National Incident uh, Centre is being activated to provide enhanced national coordination. So most ca cases of, uh, so this is its shorthand, uh, MPX, have been uh, have been amongst people aged uh, 21 to 40 years old. The experience internationally and in Australia to date is that most cases have been among gay, uh, bisexual, and other men who have sex uh, with men. Although it's not usually an STI, physical contact with an infected person during central intercourse carries a risk of transmission, and physical uh, intimate physical contact such as hugging, kissing, and sexual activities re uh, represent a, a risk of infection with infect infectious skin sores being the likely mode of transmission. The uh, National Medical Stockpile has available stock of MXP treatments such as antivirals and uh, the uh, advisory group on immunization, uh, ATAGI, uh, they uh, have, uh, have uh, updated uh, advice and so the the vaccine which um, is most appropriate for the men who have sex with men uh, community um, and well uh, for the broader population because uh, there's you know, amongst it the works men, on everyone yeah yeah because they're the men who have sex with men community there's many who are HIV positive and so uh, the 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 pre the the previous generation. A, a monkeypox vaccines, they're, they're not good for people with immunosuppression. So this uh, uh, Gynos uh, vaccine, uh, which is a smallpox vaccine, uh, is uh, considered the best one, but it's in limited uh, supply. Uh, so we're back to the, the, the vaccine hunger uh, games. Though on and the outside, at least it's a vaccine that... Um has a much better track record than the COVID ones. Like, for example, these vaccines have actually eradicated smallpox. Yeah, from yeah, the they're sterilizing world. vaccines. So, <laughs> so uh, I, I, it's okay. You can take it. Yeah, which is like the... That's the three of them. Fuck. 
the the queues in uh, New York City, which has become the the epicenter of the uh, the monkeypox outbreak there, along with Los Angeles and San Francisco, it, the cases are exploding in uh, North America at the moment. The lines for the smallpox vaccines are. Uh, are huge because obviously once you get your your vaccine, uh, you can just go back to to your orgies. You could you could call it uh, uh, slut juice as as well if you you wanted. Who, uh, who the fuck is still having sex if they've got if it's transmitted by um, sores on the skin? I mean, I would take one look at that and go, fuck no, no, I'm not that ugly yet. It is painful as well. Like it's a painful, uh, well, STI and also painful condition. It's not, uh, it's not le- lethal like uh, HIV AIDS uh, was uh, back in the day. Lady of Chalette, why don't they stop being degenerates? No, you can't say oh, that. Oh, come that's on. Just- that's not fun. That's not that's- fun. Yes. Just stop so, fucking yeah. people with visible sores on their skin. Uh, but um, uh, while you're waiting for your uh, smallpox uh, vaccine, uh, Mark Stein of GB News, here's some uh, advice uh, on uh, uh, sex uh, in the, the monkeypox era. If you're thinking of having sex on the New York subway, make sure you wear the protective mask. That'll keep you safe from the monkeypox. If you uh, prefer, you can do it with a ginger growler. And who doesn't like to do it with a ginger growler? <laughs> now, for that, uh, Peacock here, uh, f- further up here, said that uh, spring and summer will probably be uh, when uh, the, the, the monkeypox uh, spreading... Uh, season uh, comes uh, down under because it's too cold for uh, gay orgies at the at the moment. So yes, uh, make sure that uh, you you have your uh, gorilla mask uh, by uh, spring and summer, particularly if you're going into the hotspot areas uh, in Melbourne. It's places like St Kilda, uh, Pran. Fitzroy, Collingwood, maybe there you should have the, the full uh, gorilla suit uh, uh, PPE. And uh, I think our healthcare workers, they'll be in the, the full gorilla uh, PPE as well. <laughs> but yes, uh, there, there's not going to be a, a, a shutdown of, of gay saunas, gay nightclubs, uh, gay uh, pride parades, because that would be uh, discrimination and, 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 and stigma, um, because you can't tell people not to, to have sex. So there was a lot of uh, anger at, te- at Tedros for uh, suggesting that maybe limit uh, your sexual partners. Um, but uh, Maybe they should have got the manly players to wear monkey suits instead of rainbow strips on their uniforms. Well, they're just being a, being ahead of the the, the current thing. Uh, the, the the manly players uh, they they just wanted to show solidarity. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realise. <laughs> Yes, so... But even with COVID disappearing, we're still not over the um, theatrics 
um, of the virtue signalers, and that's become very evident with um, the election of many, many, many more left-wing members of parliament. Yes, and uh, well, our Australian Federal Parliament, the, the new parliament sat this week, and yes, the, the virtue masks, uh, they are back, uh, but uh, only the only on the new Labor government benches and on the the green teal cross bench where they they're wearing their their uh, useless surgical and cloth masks uh, most of them like uh, good little cucks who uh, listen to the uh, health advice science uh, TM and uh, the new aged care minister. Uh, Annika Wells uh, decided to, to be the Karen in the chamber and tell off the, the opposition because there was only a few of them wearing masks. Mr Speaker, I only regret that I can't follow that lovely team of dedicated clinical legends around the country getting my fourth dose at every facility to drive up awareness and vaccination rates, such as my determination to leave no stone unturned in getting aged care through winter. But alas, I am advised that that would be against the medical advice, and we on this side of the house actually follow the medical advice. Where are your masks? Where are your masks? Well, she speaks without a mask. Yes. uh, COVID is is not a threat. also, uh, the new Labor and Teal members, when they they, uh, they got up to the dispatch box to, to be sworn in, they didn't wear their mask because COVID's uh, not a threat uh, when you're being sworn in. But uh, when you're back to your feet, uh, not saying anything, uh, it's super dangerous. And in New Zealand, where the mask laws, rules are much tighter, um, if the photographer asks you and 120 students and a handful of MPs to take your masks off for a photo, uh, COVID immediately stops transmitting. Yes, uh, but as long as what what I've noticed uh, with uh, with with our what is it, and I noticed with that photo, I don't think I've I can get it. I might have it. I'll, I'll have a look for it. But what I've noticed, uh, our our politicians, they pose pose for the you know the the photo ops uh maskless but they're they're clutching like they're their mask in their hand to say to communicate to their uh you know their 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 their, their followers who are all mask perverts like see like uh, i've still got the mask in my hands i'm going to put it on uh when i finish po- posing for this photo i hope they're not saying cheese when they pose for the photo because of course speaking uh can transmit the virus yeah, yeah, and it'll be left all over that microphone as well. Uh, but, yeah, I think about when um, I was working in retail and retail workers still had to wear the masks and nobody else bloody did. The number of times that I would have to touch it and adjust it and bring it back up on my nose and it would fall down my face and put it back up again, um, my hands would have been walking COVID factories because it's simply not possible to go and yeah, which uh, is why uh, population uh, wide level mask mandates do not make a difference, and the data I, 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 I has shown that over the past two years. I mean, uh, New Zealand currently has a higher death rate per capita than uh, Australia, and what is it, uh, Victoria, which has had. Uh, uh, the the strictest rules for for the longest still has the most COVID deaths uh, in the the whole of Australia. Mm. 
New Zealand has the highest suicide rate in the world too. Yes. Um, sadly, the events of the, the past two years uh, could have uh, contributed to that as well. Mm. Oh, it's been an ongoing thing, but yeah, it certainly doesn't help. Because when says if the mask gets wet, you'll also waterboard yourself. And now, uh, uh, because it's a, a new parliament, there's a, a new speaker uh, elected in the, the, the House of Representatives from the governing party, and that is uh, Labor MP Milton Dick and uh, Labor backbencher Julian Hill, Hill uh, posted his ballot paper on Twitter saying warm congratulations to Milton Dick on his election as Speaker of the House of Representatives. Milton is widely respected and committed to improving Parliament and he showed his ballot there where he wrote uh, Dick on there. And yes, Julian, we know that you you like Dick. You didn't need to post a, a, a photo of it. It's <laughs> amazing that... Um, well, God, how many decades has Dick actually meant Dick? As opposed to being short for Richard or some other. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, it's I'm been not at least a century. Yeah. Surely. Um, I know that, what is it, Sky News has their, what is it, wordsmith expert, uh, Kel Richards. Maybe someone can. But yes, it's been a uh, first name and last name for well, many, many years. And uh, uh, Milton Dick is the brother of the, the Queensland State Treasurer. Uh, Cameron uh, Dick. Uh, so they're, they're quite a prominent uh, Labour family, the Dick family. <laughs> Well-known couple of dicks. <laughs> oh, that, I, that's I, too low I, brow. Yeah, I know. I mean, they can't help that they're not. We they're could not, do better. Like, <laughs> they, they probably had a, you know, a tough time at, at, at school uh, with, with that surname. Now, over in the Senate, uh, Sue Lyons is uh, a Labor senator from WA. She is the new Senate president. And uh, after the, uh, the Lord's Prayer, uh, she uh, decided to do the acknowledgement, welcome to country, whatever it's called now. And uh, one re-elected uh, One Nation Senator, Pauline Hanson, uh, that and uh, said that oh, oh, that she's had enough of all, all, of, all of this rush. So, uh, she often often refers to us. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I acknowledge the Ngunnawal and Ngambri peoples who are the traditional custodians of the Canberra area and pay respects to elders past and present of all Australia's Indigenous peoples. Thank you. Indigenous Greens Senator Lydia Thorpe responded on Twitter calling Senator Hanson ignorant and a racist. Mm, she's a strong black woman. Well, uh, she's um, half black. Uh, uh, Lydia Thorpe, uh, my father, is a nation member. Yeah, well, um, the the um, statement of uh, the statement of country or whatever it's called. Um, that's not something new in the Senate, though, is it? No, That's been it was going invented by Ernie Dingo in uh, 1976. It was basically like a international tourism gimmick. 
So what's Pauline Hanson's issue with it now after she's um, sat through it for so many decades before? Well, she's only been uh, back in the parliament for, for six years. Well, uh, she, she, she wanted to make a stand now. I mean, she's done stunts in the Senate in the past. Uh, she turned up to the, the, the Senate in a, in a burqa. Uh, and then when she uh, was going to, to ask a question, she, she took it off and said, you know, this is, you know, shouldn't be worn in Australia. She was an advocate for getting it banned. And she also had a, a Senate motion uh, uh, that it's okay to be white. Uh, so, I mean, all the, the, the politicians engage in, in stunts from, from time to time, but it had the, the desired effect. Uh, there is uh, there is now a well, uh, a lot of because Paul, one of Pauline's slogans for a number of years is I've got the guts to say what you're all thinking, and there's been uh, a lot of uh, ordinary people who said yeah like enough of like welcome to country every time why do I need to be welcome to my own country and now it's uh, pay respects to elders past present and emerging so you're paying oh, so that's the Uluru statement from the heart, is it? And now that's a that's a separate thing. I mean, there's so much oh, in this okay. uh, Aboriginal superstructure, but uh, Pauline's point is that respect. I mean, has it, to it be is. Fair. Yeah, I mean, it is an absolute bucket of virtue signalling crap. Um, mm -hmm. If um, the if the situation of Aboriginal people uh, means that much to you, get out into the regions and the remote areas where they actually are suffering and in poverty and give them a helping hand. Um, don't um, sit on your warm seat and spout a whole lot of fucking virtue signaling crap. Well, there is a, what is it, Indigenous uh, festival uh, this, this weekend. Uh, this is NIDOC, isn't it? No, no, this is this is something something different. No. Oh. Mm. Uh, so I let me. Yeah, because it's it's hard to, uh, the Gama Festival. That's what it's called. Uh, so Anthony Albanese is there, so he's going to be talking about the Gama Festival. Yeah, the 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 like voice. G H A N A. It's spelled a G A R M A. Oh, okay. Is this an abbreviation for something? I've noticed that just about every one of these festivals is. I I I, I don't know. Um, yeah, so so it goes for for four days. It starts to it starts today. And a uh, going back to to Pauline's uh, uh, stunt, the the reason why she she pulled it then is because uh, Sue Lyons also wants to have the Aboriginal flag flying permanently in the Senate, because that's the thing now, you've got to have not just the Australian flag, but at least the Aboriginal flag and ideally the, the Torres Strait Islander flag as well. I mean- uh, Same the, shit as New Zealand. Yeah, the the, the bridges in, uh, what is Sydney and Melbourne now, have got the, the Aboriginal uh, flag. Um, but um, although the, the, welcome, the welcome to country is now uh, sacred, uh, according to Senate President Sue Lyons, uh, the uh, the uh, Lord's Prayer before each opening uh, opening sitting day, uh, Sue Lyons wants to get rid of, and Bob Catter, the new father of the, the house, uh, he is uh, having none of that. And so, but it should be gone. There shouldn't be any connection between the state and the church anyway. 
It's, so it's let's not exchange fun. one bit of crap for the other. Let's just not have either of them. Uh, so Bobcat has said, this book for 5,000 years has been the heartland of religious belief, a concept uh, that there is something bigger than me, but in sharp contrast, the persecutors believe that there is nothing bigger than themselves and their opinion. For 5,000 years, the persecution of the people who believe this book has been on the public record. I will not go through the persecution that go back to the dawn of time. During World War II, 6 million people were murdered in cold blood, many in the gas chambers, for no other reason than what they believed. And remember, the Torah is based on the first five books of the Hebrew Bible. This continued persecution is well and truly alive today. Just have a look at what's happened to those seven boys from Manly. They've been persecuted uh, for no other reason than they have moral conviction whether you agree with their convictions or not is irrelevant the conviction shown by these seven men is heroic and every decent member of society should admire them whether you agree with them or you don't they have stood up for what they believe in in great personal sacrifice that is truly admirable i should have read that in a cat voice like this <laughs> uh, well which book is he actually holding because the Bible, especially the New Testament, is only about 1,600 years old because it took them the first few hundred years um, since the birth of Christ to actually decide which books would go into it. Mm. Well, and the one that most are most familiar with, the King James Version, is about 400 years old. Well, we're both atheists here. I mean, um, our... Our what is that theological understanding is uh, is limited. I mean, oh no, uh, I was brought up a Catholic boy. I I know I know what I'm talking about here. That's yeah, why I'm, I'm just saying that, that. Well, uh, well, I'm just speaking for myself that uh, yeah. there's there, there's uh, uh, people. Well, Dewey, for example, who knows the Bible uh, inside out, and he's not here this week. Uh, so I'm sure he would have have. Uh, have uh, it would be able to give uh give more context to what bob catter is saying there's obviously uh margot huss in the chat my moderator she regularly uh attends and teaches uh, bible bible studies but yeah yes, I, have... I know the bible pretty well i um read most of it as a child but um what cat is saying illustrates he knows less about it than i do And uh, yeah, Bob Catter, he's uh, uh, for uh, many uh, years has not liked uh, the, uh, the 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 advancement of the the rainbow gay uh, agenda. He said that he wants to uh, reclaim the word gay and uh, the rainbow uh, flag. Uh, this is his uh, a summary of his uh, views on uh, sexuality that he said a number of years ago. I mean, you know. People are entitled to their sexual proclivities, you know. I mean, let there be a thousand blossoms bloom as far as I'm concerned, you know. But I ain't spending any time on it because in the meantime, every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland. Switch to the crocodile or just the instant change of face? It's like he's had a, a stroke on camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
uh, Australians who follow politics know that they're the two demeanors of Bob Catter. There's the, and then there's the angry facing, you know, gets really serious about a topic. Those are the only two catters. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, and I would have thought, what, four people being um, killed by crocodiles a year? That's not really significant, is it? Um, well, at the, the the Manly game last night, thankfully there was no crocodiles uh, invading the the, the pitch. Uh, but or Manly monkeys. did lose uh, to the uh, the Sydney Roosters. Uh, they were without the they like a bunch of faggots. Uh, the the, the they were without the Manly seven. Uh, the uh, Pacific Islander players, uh, so they uh, didn't want to wear the the rainbow jersey. Uh, well, because well, they were blindsided by it, and so was the rest of the playing playing group. Uh, that they were told they it was suddenly thrust upon them that they have to uh, wear it. So they didn't uh, uh, chose not to wear it for religious and cultural. Uh, reasons, uh, so they were excluded from the from the game. Uh, so the manly coach Des Hasler said, "If players will not play on Thursday, and we accept their uh, decision, these young men are strong in their beliefs and convictions. We'll give them space and support they require. The playing group are solid, understanding of each other's views as a club. We wear the jersey on Thursday night." So uh, they. It wasn't a very manly performance. Once they had all the people that wanted to wear the rainbow jersey in the end, was it? Um, not when you're losing uh, seven of your most manly players. Uh, pardon, <laughs> pardon the pun. Um, Lose all yes, the but, island boys and you're fucked. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I mean, in all seriousness, though, it's just crap. I mean, gay people fought for decades for equality. Um some places it took a lot, bit longer. I mean, Australia didn't. It depends what uh, you mean by gay marriage until 2019, was it? Um, yeah, we had the. Um, gay people have equality now, so why can't we just stop talking about it? Uh, because uh, our sport, uh, there's uh, it's apparently it's uh, uh, what is it? LGBTQ people uh, don't feel that it's a safe space for them to. Uh, come out and uh, they don't feel that it's inclusive and so this is why you Have you ever played League? It's hardly safe <laughs> I live in and grew up in uh, Melbourne, Victoria. This is AFL country. I mean, I don't follow uh, Rugby League or, or Union. I hadn't even heard of the, the new uh, ACT Independent Senator David Pocock, who used to be the Wallabies captain until he was running for Parliament. What? He was the captain of the Wallabies? Oh, well, there you go. Um, yeah, so that's... Uh, <laughs> I know that it's a thing in uh, New South Wales and Queensland and New Zealand, uh, but yes. Rugby, uh, especially in New Zealand. Um, I, I tried playing it as a kid. I got the shit smacked out of me. But yes, uh, so uh, the yeah, this the argument for it is that uh, uh, we need to show that uh, rugby league is inclusive, and to be and as uh, to show that we're inclusive, uh, the players that don't want to wear the the rainbow jersey are excluded uh, from the the game. 
I mean, the fact is white male homosexuals these days are actually top of the hierarchy when it comes to privilege. Um, you try um, looking for a flat. Um, with children, it is much, much harder, whereas I, in New Zealand at least, I would go looking for a flat, um, get asked whether my partner and I were going to have children. I'd say, no, my husband can't have children, and get offered it straight, <laughs> straight on the spot because there was no chance of children. We got offered three places all on the same day. And now the uh, the local uh, satire websites had a had a field date uh, with this uh, uh, story, and uh, one of them, the the shovel, uh, made the uh, the point that uh, the Christian uh, players they were happy to wear the the points bet uh, sponsor, but not there. I mean, it was actually quite a, a nice rainbow uh, stripe there uh, on the shirt i thought it actually from a style point of view it actually looked uh uh quite good uh so oh, they do make a good point about point spit yes um and... sunny bill williams in new zealand who's also played in australian teams before um he's previously been allowed to cover up the bnz logo on the auckland blues jersey because as a muslim he doesn't believe in banking and uh, Usman Khawaja, who's a uh, Muslim uh, Australian uh, cricketer, uh, he uh, was allowed to not wear the VB uh, uh, sponsor uh, because of his uh, Muslim uh, beliefs. In fact, in the, the Premier League uh, soccer, they, they stopped giving a, a bottle of wine or champagne to the the, the man of the match uh, because there were so many Muslim players, and so now they just get a a trophy uh but uh, i didn't oh, fuck ruin it for everyone yeah but i i have um consulted with uh, like uh, my other christian christian friends such as such as margo and they are, are of the view that well uh sodomy is a much greater sin than uh gambling and this was an article by matthew Littlefield on the uh, Christian Australian website Cauldron Pool, which like goes through like um, you know like if if gambling. Well, autonomy in, includes um, gambling, but uh, making the point that uh, the Bible is much more uh, explicit uh, against uh, sodomy uh, than it is uh, gambling. And he finishes it off by saying that uh, gambling can't be a sin because gambling is another word for risk and taking risk isn't a sin. Some risks are just smarter and better to take than others. Uh, so, so it says, uh, the, these men who stood against wearing the jerseys have risked a lot. They've gambled their careers. Get behind them. I don't think that that's a good sort of uh, phrasing, get behind them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot the lot has been cast they have a struggle ahead of them may the church support these men not not nitpick these men yeah and the um other criticism that was put out was that they play in a stadium sponsored by an alcohol company um completely ignoring the fact that jesus turned water into wine yes that was one of his uh his his, his tricks yeah, yeah, that was that was his most popular party trick. 
But um, there's rainbows everywhere now. And uh, the Shrine of Remembrance in Melbourne is going to be uh, lit up in uh, rainbow lighting uh, this Sunday uh, to uh, well, uh, pay uh, respects to uh, LGBTQI uh, people in the, the military. So it's going to be a year-long, uh, what is that, uh, program, the Shrines uh, Defending with, uh, with Pride. Uh, so it says... Yeah, annoying. Are... I'm pretty yeah. sure that most members of the Defence Force who are gay probably were just relieved to um, not have to pretend to be something else when um, it was um, allowed in 1992. But I don't, how many really want to be picked out um, and made to stand out for that factor now? Lady of Shallot says they have made me loathe uh, rainbows. Well, I, I actually, like, I'm glad in these two circumstances it's like the traditional uh, rainbow colours because now we have the absolute abomination, monstrosity, uh, disgusting modern pride flag with uh, the poo brown and all the other colours added into it for supposedly racial diversity and gender diversity. Oh. Is it Ukraine or whatever? Uh, so, yeah, uh, I much prefer the traditional uh, rainbow uh, colours. Uh, nice, nice, nice and simple there. Yeah, yeah. It is. It started to get pretty silly. In yeah. fact, if you put four of the um, trans flags at uh, right angles of each other, you get a swastika. And uh, yeah, there's there hasn't been an issue in the the AFL uh, with regard to what is it them having their what is it uh, pride. Uh, matches. Uh, there's no openly uh, gay uh, AFL uh, player or a man who has sex with a man. man <laughs> that of. Uh, the reason why it's um, well, the the, the manly uh, were wearing the, the the rainbow stripes is because uh, Ian Roberts, he was the the first openly gay rugby league player in the the 90s, and he played for uh manly so uh there's history there but uh the the western bulldogs uh they have uh on the front door of their hq uh they, they have the the poo brown and the the rainbow all sexualities genders ident identities uh cultures welcome here it's a minus 18 poster which as the the name suggests is uh, to uh help uh queer youth Hmm. You've got to wonder so, yeah. if um, that includes pedos. Oh, so, sorry, minor attracted persons. Ah, uh, you shouldn't say that. <laughs> because a, what is it, a, what is it, um, a, uh, what is it, political posting mama was uh, successfully uh, sued uh, for um, comments and photos in regard to minus 18. Oh, my God. Uh, so you should withdraw. Okay, I withdraw. But um, going on to, well, things that actually matter, like uh, affording uh, food, um, that's uh, not, not, uh, not good uh, in uh, Australia. 
Uh, so we had the, the latest uh, inflation numbers. Uh, so it's 6.1% for the past year. It's risen by 1.8% last quarter. Uh, fruit and veg have risen by 7.3%. Uh, uh, so, well, the healthy stuff has risen by uh, even more. And so uh, we are likely to see the uh, Reserve Bank of Australia at its uh, meeting next Tuesday raise interest rates by probably about 50 to 75 basis points. It's already 1.35%. Uh, so could, the, the US Fed, they just raised rates by 75 basis points. The US is in a uh, recession uh, because of its second quarter of negative growth. Uh, but uh, the well, Biden... No, no, Biden's going to redefine a recession. Redefine. Don't worry, they're fine. Yes, yes. yes uh, it's, it's continuing the, the new trend of redefining words it's a it's a recession it's a it's a very contested uh area i i what is it uh, we, we have to consult a, a an economist but i just well, of course the um the the rates increases do need to happen otherwise the currency is just gonna go nuts yeah you've got um, to of course the interest rate increase now is going to also depress economic growth um but you, these these corrections happen because of previous malinvestment, and you need to allow the correction to happen uh, to flush that malinvestment out of the market. Um, and unfortunately, going even going back to the two thousand eight global financial crisis, um, those companies which uh, would have crashed without government support and should have crashed, um, all their malinvestment was just purchased by the government, and the companies are allowed to keep going. Yeah, um, it's the only way to crush inflation or to use the current terminology, flatten the inflation curve is to, to raise uh, raise interest rates uh, to retract the, the money supply. So you have a type of economy-wide great reset. And once the, the great reset has, has happened, then uh, investment goes to where it is... Where, where it is needed it's not manipulated by um i wouldn't say needed but um, oh, where certainly... it's wanted, wanted yeah yeah where it makes sense instead of uh, where it's been distorted to <clears throat> though interestingly um cryptocurrencies are also taken a massive uh spike back up since the increase in the interest rates in the us with um uh Bitcoin up 10% and Ethereum up 15% over in a matter of days. Um, Bitcoin's worth just over 30,000 Australian dollars and Ethereum's a uh, bit under 2,000, if I recall correctly. So not insignificant um, increases. We have our, our new federal treasurer, uh, Jim Chalmers. He's, uh, he, he's sort of like, uh, because it's a, a new government, uh, this is where, like, in their first budget, so he's having a budget in October, new governments, they, they make the, when I say hard decisions, the, uh, the unpopular decisions to, to cut uh, spending. And so he's basically sort of like softening the public up saying, yes, it's it's very grim at the moment. Uh, he believes that uh, inflation is going to, to peak. The inflation curve will peak at 7.75% uh, 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 this uh, December. 
but (laughs) wrong um this is this was a tactic in uh new zealand governments for quite a number of years the new government would come in open the books and go it's awful we've got to have a a real uh tough budget to to get all of this uh you know the situation under control um well that was the case up until the 80s um because um there were the government didn't actually have to reveal uh the contents of the books and that was a trick that Muldoon um used for his entire prime ministership um so he left a real time bomb waiting for the labor government um fortunately it gave them an excuse to reform the new zealand economy in ways that um could never have been imagined even by roger douglas during that election campaign hey um uh, Jacinta Nomics, uh, which is the the, the current uh, uh, prevailing uh, economic school of thought in New Zealand, uh, her solution to uh, you know cost of living crisis is to just uh, give more money to people. Yeah, and I mean, this is ridiculous. It's it's such a untargeted amount of stimulus. So. Though, funnily enough, if I was still in New Zealand, I still wouldn't be eligible even for this handout. I come to Australia, I get two handouts two years in a row. But um, in New Zealand, if you're earning under $70,000 and you're not getting the winter energy payment, uh, you are now eligible for a $350 total payment from uh, August the 1st. Uh, That's $350 spread across three months. So we're talking about just over $100 a month, maybe $30 a week. I mean, it really means stuff all difference to anyone who receives it. Uh, but it is costing the government almost $800 million to hand out. Um, but on top of that, it's costing another $14 million for the government to actually uh, be able to do this properly because the Inland Revenue Department believes that up to 160,000 New Zealanders may not have their correct bank details uh, lodged with the Inland Revenue Department. So now there's a campaign on radio and TV and everywhere uh, by the Inland Revenue Department to get people to update their um, bank account details. But of course, people who would be eligible for this handout tend to be the sort of people who don't want inland revenue knowing what their bank accounts are. And I don't think $350 is much of an incentive for them to change that. Um, also, interestingly, though, uh, because they accept that there's going to be such a large number of people who simply don't hear or respond to the message, um, those eligible for this handout will have until 2024. Uh, to get their bank account details right with the IRD so they may get their $350 in two years from now. And uh, she's extended the fuel excise uh, cut, uh, which uh, the the fuel excise cut uh, in Australia is definitely ending in uh, September. Uh, Thankfully, petrol prices here are going down. It's below two dollars that's with the discount uh, which is uh, i think pleasing and will uh if it's sustained uh be a less of a 
driver of in inflation and we have what is it russia ukraine uh agreeing to uh what is it uh start exporting grain again uh so that'll alleviate some of the the food issues yeah so the um fuel excise cut and the half price transport continues through to january now in new zealand um unfortunately those sorts of um tax cuts are inflationary themselves because they just uh, encourage uh, more purchasing of a good which who a good which is becoming more expensive because there is insufficient supply and that's what happens when you put sanctions against Russia who provide nine percent of New Zealand's uh, crude oil needs and now a uh, one uh, quite uh, bizarre story to to come out of uh, new zealand uh, was a renters uh, group uh, list of uh, demands yeah so this um this is the tenants action wellington who have protested outside property management company Quinovic's office on Thursday um, with a list of 10 demands which they believe uh, will solve the housing crisis or at least um, solve housing difficulties for renters. Um, This is one of the most ludicrous, idiotic, ignorant, economically illiterate list of demands that I've seen from a protest group in a long time and there's a lot of them um, so all rent prices permanently lowered to 25 percent of the lowest benefit now with state housing in new zealand um if you're in a state house you get charged 25 percent of your income and i you know that makes sense but 25 percent of the lowest benefit for everybody in a house uh, that is just moronic that it won't even cover the rates never mind the interest for landlords um, two landlords must provide evidence they're addressing repairs, including accessibility issues, within one week of being notified by tenants. That's probably pretty fair. Uh, the place I'm living in at the moment still has a shower that goes from freezing to scalding without touching the shower knob uh, about three times a shower. And I'm still waiting to get a response back on that. So, uh, number three, tenants in substandard housing must be appropriately relocated at the landlord's expense during major repairs or re- renovations. Um, four, minimum tenancy length is five years, though tenants may exit at will. I mean, this is only going to lead to further discrimination by landlords, as they'll become so risk adverse. Um, that they'll probably only allow old white men to rent their houses. Uh, Number five, a permanent end to evictions during cold months, holiday periods, and emergencies such as natural disasters or pandemics. Um, Apparently, they do this in France, um, where you're not allowed to kick people out of their house over winter. But, of course, then there's a spike in April, which is the first of their warmer months. Um, but yeah, according to this group, you should be able to not pay your rent and damage your house and do whatever the fuck you like. And your landlord can't kick you out for not only winter, but also emergencies, uh, which is or pandemics, which is something we've been in for two and a half years now. Um, they also want to abolish bonds and all substitutes insane Uh, cost of repairing any damages will be recovered by existing rent payments 
how the hell is that going to happen when a rent payment is 25% of the lowest benefit? Uh, number seven, pets are allowed in all flats, including dogs. It may seem strange to people in Melbourne, but in New Zealand, it's actually pretty hard to get a f- flat if you have a pet. Um, but too bad. Um, oh, we're not finished yet, Granny Annie. Uh, eight, no entering the property uninvited at all. Flat inspections are abolished. Number nine, <laughs> landlords. <laughs> Landlords cannot ask prospective tenants for credit checks, employment history, or any other references. So if you've got no job and you don't pay your bills um, and you've trashed all your previous places, landlords aren't allowed to know that. And finally, landlords must provide 365 days notice before selling or reoccupying the house. So if you decide you want out of your investment, you have to wait an additional year before you can even try to sell it under this list of crazy demands um but that's not the that's not the (laughs) worst bit um can we get can we get a um a zoom in on that woman who i think she's a woman who uh leads tenants action wellington uh is this in the the embedded video here yeah or i could do it I, oh, there we go. I've just, I've just set it up. There we can oh, yeah, have yeah, a look oh, at that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll share it here. Um, yeah. So this is uh, the leader of Tenants Action Wellington. That's a beard on a lady. Who doesn't well, like yeah. a ginger growler? Not me. Yeah, and Jesus she's got Christ. the um, traditional rainbow flag uh, behind her. Although, where's the red? It's missing the red. There's only... Oh, that, that's all on her chin, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I mean, she's probably can't get her flat because, um, yeah, you just got to wonder what, what other sort of um, issues uh yeah. she would bring to a household yeah. uh granny annie uh would you let uh, you know let uh, let your house to her let us know <laughs> she's already put holes in the wall <laughs> and now uh, we'll finish off we're way into overtime but i expected that uh because we're, we're covering uh two weeks now uh I mentioned at the beginning the experts who are calling for mask mandates, but of course, uh, how are mandates enforced? Uh, they're enforced uh, by the, uh, the 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 boot uh, to the throat of the the citizens by the police, which that actually happened uh, a few times, literally uh, during the various uh, mandates and and lockdowns, and now we're seeing uh, some of the uh, horrific uh, aftermath of it, and that uh, uh, so uh, this is through the Sydney Morning Herald. Hundreds of children uh, I, I had to uh, well, basically, there was uh, slave labour conscripted uh, to work off COVID nineteen fines through uh, work orders, and so. One in five have been resolved through work and development orders, which allow people experiencing hardship to reduce their debt by 
other memes. And uh, not surprisingly, uh, these fines to children uh, were given to children in disadvantaged suburbs. And, well, uh, this has been a trend uh, well, in, in both of the, the lockdown states that uh, mandates and rules, uh, the police went down hardest on uh, the most downtrodden, vulnerable and uh, uh, communities of, of colour as well. Uh, so top 10 suburbs of uh, where COVID-19 fines were issued to children, Blacktown, Parramatta, Liverpool, Penrith, Mount Jurek, Campbelltown, St. Mary's, Bankstown, Highmarket and Dubbo. Don't see Manly or uh, Mossman or Bondi or a, what's another effluent study uh, uh, suburb in there. Uh, Pitwater, don't see those suburbs there. See, I think there's actually a good approach if you're dealing with general offenders. Um, I've seen so many cases over the years where people just don't pay their fines and then a judge ends up wiping them for them. Um, but yeah, it's really shameful that uh, COVID fines have been issued to children in the first place. Yeah, um, insane fines, like thousands of dollars. Yeah, these are massive fines and for for not wearing a mask or for being out without good excuse. So, yeah, and I mean, it's, a, it's almost a, like the deserters, yeah. and uh, when the Russians were closing in on Germany, isn't it? What are you doing behind yeah. the lines without an excuse? Yeah, the the New South Wales uh, like rules they they what is it changed uh, even more than the Victorian rules, and there there was a a, a man who successfully challenged his fine. Uh, he was fined by the police for sitting on a park bench uh, with uh, his his girlfriend. Obviously, they're of like zero risk to to nobody. Just like they're a couple, and they're wouldn't they be in the same the bubble? Area. Sorry, they'd be in the same bubble. Yeah. Um. the The only uh the the only danger was when the the police came up in a group. I mean, that's a you know getting into their uh their personal space there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, down here in uh, Victoria, uh, we have had uh, the uh, uh, Victoria Police drop uh, incitement charges against uh, Monica Smith of Reignite Democracy uh, Australia uh, and also uh, against us, uh, Solon Millen. And uh, also uh, they have dropped charges uh, against a another uh, anti-lockdown uh, activist, uh, uh, Jamal uh, Abizi. Uh, he is the uh, p- uh, patriarch of uh, an Albanian Muslim family in Dandenong. And uh, also... Uh, Didn't uh, the uh, Yemeni also receive yeah, fines? Oh, no, he got an apology for wrongful arrests uh, when they arrested mm. him uh, in the September 2020 when he was covering the, the anti-lockdown uh, protest. Uh, he didn't receive any uh, compensation, uh, but an age photographer who was pepper sprayed by Victoria uh, Police uh, received uh, compensation. Uh, so Lucius... Uh, uh, That's not fair. The age one probably deserved it. <laughs> yeah, but because he's from the mainstream media, uh, that is like, you know, outrageous because he's a real journalist. He's not, you know, <laughs> real journalist TM. 
Yeah, um, because, you know, uh, there's a, a lot of the, uh, particularly the drips on Twitter, believe that there should be some, you know, government-approved body for, you know, that uh, accredits journalists. Of course, that's not free speech. Yes, uh, Aussie Kozak no, is still... No, in New Zealand, uh, they just hand them out money. Yes. I mean, um, were many fines given out in New Zealand? Um, I don't know the figures. Um, I do know that for most of the uh, level four and level three lockdowns, initially the police took a very softly, softly educational approach, largely. Well, which it should have been uh, here as well. I mean, uh, it's interesting this year that what is that uh, now the governments are, are saying after their overreach of the past two years, we don't want to do mandates. We want to educate people about mask use and empower people to make their own decisions. You should have been, that should have been the approach from the beginning, not a uh, grillion dollar fines and, uh, uh, you know, a boot to the throat by the, the, the police. Yeah, they should have done that while people were actually still scared of COVID. All right. Well, All right. Well, everything in the end uh, <laughs> it's your last chance to uh, send through a super chat on entropy thank you everybody uh for uh your contributions uh throughout the uh the night as uh, there'll be since i'm all better now there'll be a new report from tiger mountain with richard walsoncroft coming out in the next 24 hours and of course, I'll be back with Tim's News Explosion on Monday evening, 8.30 p.m. Melbourne time on the Wilmsfront channels. All right. Uh, stay safe. Uh, stay sane. Uh, stay warm. Uh, stay healthy. And uh, keep it in your pants as well if you want to um, avoid the, the latest plague. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you later. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of Trad Tasman Talk. To keep up with the latest real news and analysis from the Tasman Nations, visit theunshackles.net and rightminds.nz.